real glorious listeners. It has been too long. Bloody too ages. Long. Life. <laughs> what has life done? What's on, I think we would say, wouldn't we? Um, guys, thank yeah, you for will. coming back. <laughs> Listening, Ben. It has been too long, my friend. Um, as you guys will know, if you followed the socials, uh, life has, well, it's dealt many of us an interesting hand of late, has it not? But um, it's given Ben and I a bit of a shoe in here and there. Um, but we really wanted to get a recording in before Christmas. Um, it is episode 71, can you believe? Um, I can't. It's pretty amazing. Uh, you'll have to bear with us. I'm a little bit emotional because it's great to see Ben um, and chat to him on the podcast. There's lots to talk about. Um, you all right there, dude? I am. Yeah, I am. Good. Yeah, we've been out for a Christmas wander around Heligan Gardens. Oh, very nice. Very nice. A little bit like Hobbiton, that place, but with more trees. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so as normal, we are going to go onto the hobby desk. We are going to go into the galaxy of war. We're going to hit the mortal realms. We're going to talk about the community and we're going to talk about wild stuff. Um, nothing inappropriate, though, in, in when I say wild stuff, obviously. Um, but <laughs> it's all going to be a bit of a, a year in review, really. So looking back over the year, uh, what's been cool. Um, and then I'm sure we'll wrap up by waxing lyrical about all the stuff that we're going to fly into next year with every intention of doing. Ben's going to crack on and do a great job. And I'm going to be completely distracted by about the second week of January. So, um, yeah, let's go. Right, so um, we can have a little bit of a look back on what we've been getting up to um, this year. Our favourite projects, what we sort of feel about our kind of hobby this year. It's been a bit. Of, it's been a bit of a sporadic one, really. It's been a bit on and off for me. I don't know about how you feel about it. It kind of has for you as well, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Like, all in and then nothing, and then all in and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think. My highlight of the year is getting my shed done, Dan. Like having a little home for everyone ever. It's yeah, a big highlight for me. I'd forgotten that you'd done that. Like on reflection, with that as well, it's kind of been a bit of a massive year for you, hobby-wise. Yeah, I was thinking about this when we were talking about it before. You know, when we kind of decided what we were going to do, I was thinking back and. So, like, the first quarter of the year, I got loads of my space walls done. Like, absolutely shed loads. Um, and then I, then I was kind of on and off with things because of the shed. Um, building the shed took up a lot of time. Um, and then there was a bit in the middle where I just constructed loads. <laughs> absolutely loads. Everything from, everything from the Mortal Realms magazines. Like, oh, so many things got a bit bit much actually but i kind of came to the conclusion that it, it kind of doesn't bother me if my backlog is built it bothers me if my backlog is just not touched mm. you know because i'm quite um i wouldn't say i'm a hobby butterfly but i get really passionate about projects and if there's if there's too much like in the way to get into them 
then I yeah. tend to sort of fall off of it and it leads to indecision. So uh, we've spoken about it a lot before, but over the years I've, I've collected like a whole ton of space marines. Um, Just because people have, given, <laughs> people have given me <laughs> armies or like, you know, people at work have gone, oh, you're into war ammo, my son's got these. And so I'm, I didn't, I really didn't know how many space marines I actually had. So we got really excited a couple of months ago about the Badab campaign and our little kind of hobby circle is going to sort of have a shot at doing some of the Badab stuff. So I was like, okay, let's see what we do. We got, but <laughs> because I hadn't had them built, I've been running around in circles with the dial. I want to do exorcists or ultramarines or blah, blah, blah. So I was like, Badab, okay, cool. Badab, I do Badab. So I want, I'm going to try and, I'm going to do a big force of like one of the good guys. And then I was like, cool, good guys are exorcists done. That decision's made. And then I started to assemble them uh, after I'd stripped them. And I and I realised I had like hundreds of them. Well, literally. 250, didn't you say? You 200, 200, 270. 270. Yeah, so far. That's just basic Marines, yeah. Um, bearing in mind that a lot of those have taken some significant um, renovation <laughs> from some, some, <laughs> of the, <laughs> some, yeah. some of the stuff you get given is, is brilliant. And some of the stuff you get given is is incredible. Just <laughs> like bolters where they haven't cut the bolt the bolt grip off, like yes. a gun grip off, and they've yes. just stuck it on the inside of the hand, and it's yes. sandwiched with super glue between the hand and the chest, and you're like, wow, just wow. <laughs> and then covered in paint, of course, because you know, like gluing it in one big slab of super glue wasn't enough. So. So that's actually been really cool because the, the shed has given me the chance to to sort of spread those bits out, organise them and bring them back together and um, and be able to have like a painting desk and a, you know, my desk is quite long. It's long enough to have two stations or three stations at. So I've kind of got a construction end and a painting end. So I'm not having to sort of put it all away to get, you know, the other stuff out. And um, I'm finding that like just, set me free a little bit and now i'm in the problem of how to store all the damn things so but we'll <laughs> one problem at a time um so that was actually that's actually been quite cool um because like i said i've constructed all my stormcast now i actually constructed and built all of my night horn so that's five thousand five hundred points plus of night horn from mortal realms magazine constructed painted um that's been the last couple of months. Really, really chuffed with that. Um, and painted them. Because that's a... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, painted, painted them all um, in the same style as the ones that the, the uh, Warhammer community page showcased. So um, that was that's quite that's quite fun. And really nice to see them all out and I messed around with the airbrush a bit to get some cool effects on some of the stuff. Um, so I'm really chuffed with those. And um and Kragnos, I think Kragnos is one of my highlights of the year. Got so excited about Kragnos having a centerpiece for my destruction army. Um and, he so looks so and I really good. enjoy painting him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he looks him. great. And we got to do that really really cool stuff for the 40 hours of 40k. That was oh yeah. That was ace. That was ace. Yeah, um, that was and I'm on the painting team this year as well. So 
they're, we're doing a we're doing a thousand sons army, and I'm doing some of them floaty bloody chicken demons on squished demon discs. <laughs> I love your you you you've definitely perfected your descriptions of things, Steve. I think they're I think they're enlightened zangles. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I, stay well I, away I do from get a little bit lost because obviously they might be. I the Zangor enlightened in in Age of Sigmar, but what, I'm not sure. Um, what they are in 40k, yeah, yeah. I think they're the same. I think they're the same. But the, the painting guy got sent out the other day, and like <laughs> looking at it, thinking like that that's going to take me ten hours a model. So that army's going to be banging when it's done because some of the paintings on it are just incredible um so look out for that next year it's going to be super i'm gonna have to wash myself every time i paint one of them though because they are thousand suns and it's a bit icky (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i've kind of um i've gone sort of full circle really this year so just towards the back end of 2020 i had or we had purchased the 3d printer and got really, I got really excited about printing Warmaster, mm-hmm. and was just printing stuff like it was going out of fashion, um, and had painted, you know, about eight hundred points of Warmaster Undead, um, and I sit here now looking at yet more printed Warmaster, <laughs> um, but having in the middle of that had a massive break, um, so I think coming into the beginning of this year, I was doing some Nurgle. We're doing yeah. a slow grow Nurgle army. So that I managed to get um 10 Blight Kings, a sorcerer, a Lord of Plagues, and uh a Lord of Afflictions on the fly thing painted. Um before I sort of eased off that project into something different. Um I can't remember what I even went into. I did a whole load of printing from the Loop Studios thing. Um, that was a, a a couple of weeks, month or so, something like that. On it, it was a little while of of printing, um, and then I painted a, a table's worth of scenery for forty hours of forty k. Um, so that was the Age of Sigma stuff. So, so that was quite cool. I like I like scenery. I like painting scenery. Then I decided to do Luminef Army, and I painted one. Luminaire. <laughs> um, I built a That's thousand points. You, you did actually get the others to a pretty yeah, high. I got, yeah, I got, I got a unit of 20 of the uh, the Wardens. So I finished one off and, and the other 19 are not far off, actually, to be honest. But I got distracted again um, by by Nurgle, going back to Nurgle. So I came down to see you, got excited, built 10 Blight Kings. <laughs> I got them all the way up yeah. to the stage of weathering, and then and then they've gone away again. Um, <laughs> you could finish off like a hundred models just in a couple of days if you just yeah, sat yeah, down and did it. <laughs> yeah. So then I and then um, went went had you know had a couple of months almost. Well, the time that the podcast has, has not been around it, but it was just so busy. I just couldn't oh. even get in the hobby room. It was just ridiculous. And um, or or when there was time, because that's the other thing as well. Like, get to the point where it's not it's not just having the time. It's it's just physically having the energy. Yeah. It sounds mad to sit down, yeah. but you know it, it is it is the case. So 
um, and then went down, had planned to attend Curtain, Curtain Devon Destruction, two-day Curtain event for Age of Sigmar. Did a one-day one earlier in the year, really good. Um, planned to attend the two-day one. Umdenard because I was really not feeling it, just, just because of how busy stuff was. Decided to go, got down there. And unfortunately, Ben's um, Ben's wife, Tara, wasn't very well. Um, and so we came back. We, we literally just went away for a night in a caravan together, Ben and me. <laughs> and I had a pint of beer and then woke up in the morning and drove back to Bristol. Um, and uh, so two things came out of that, um, that trip. The first was that I got really excited about Warmaster again. Because we just Ben said to me, "Well, because we were um and ah over how to get motivation back," and he was like, and he he basically said, "Well, I'll set you a challenge: get your Warmaster Army to a thousand points by Christmas." Um, so I got excited about that. Uh, and the other thing I learned was that absolutely never ever book a caravan in November. It's a stupid idea. It was very cold. <laughs> so cold man and we were walking to it and there was like no light in and it was pitch black you know just uh, about 15 miles out of credit and <laughs> pitch black pouring down with rain and uh yeah <laughs> it was it was an experience um it certainly wasn't a premiere in so um yeah so the the war master army's got to a thousand points now i'm just painting up some skeletons to have to raise the dead um but i must admit i've gone full butterfly on it i've got a bit of wood elves that i've printed that i want to do um i've got some uh despoilers that i've got to do it's basically anything that gareth nichols with his forest dragon patron turns his hand to i'm like yeah yeah i'm gonna do that i've decided that i printed out the vampire lord on dragon uh, yeah. I really like it, but I'm going to pop it into Mesh Mixer because I was playing around with Mesh Mixer the other day for a bit of terrain. And um, I'm going to separate the shells to take the rider off. And then I'm going to print the dragon at a bigger size um, to get more size to it and then put the rider back on in the original size. Um, might need to put like a little throne or something on its back to fit him on. But that came out of the back of uh, of a model that I've seen that I, I'm not going to reveal because uh, Gareth's not released it yet. So, but it looks really ace, um, and it will definitely look ace printed at like 15 mil scale, but for Warmaster with the rider scaled appropriately, um, just to give that kind of woof to it. So yeah, that's, uh, that'd be really ace. So yeah, really excited by Warmaster at the moment. Um, at the moment, although, of course, as I said, you know, I'll change by about halfway through January. But at the moment, I've, I've got this real desire next year to make next year the, the, the year of the smaller scales uh, and really try and um, box off a, a 2000 point Titanicus army, um, 2000 point couple of 2000 point Warmaster armies, really. So I've got a, you know, a, two sides because I appreciate it's a, it's a more niche game. Not everyone's playing it. So it's good to have two sides and get some scenery done for both of those games um that'd be really nice i'd be really happy to do that mm. in 2022 if i can keep that focus but of course you know i know what will happen 
I'll get dead into it and I'll actually for once manage to focus and then Games Watch will be like, oh, by the way, here's corn releases. Damn it! <laughs> I'll just be completely <laughs> taken by blood and skulls. So yeah, it's uh, it doesn't feel like it's been as productive. I mean, obviously 2020, I painted a shed ton of corn, like all my corn that I had left, um, which was a lot. And um, and and so it was really productive year. Uh, whereas this year's not been, but a lot's happened. You know, new job um, being a big thing. Um, you know, Joshua's second year at school, Hannah hitting the terrible twos, as it were. So, you know, a lot's gone on in life that's made it more difficult. Yeah. Life, man. So what about, I mean, I presume for next year then, dude, mostly it's going to be these two space marine projects, these, these companies? Um, I don't know, actually. Yeah. So a big part getting those companies done um but i'm intending to do those kind of a background thing almost you know just i don't i don't really sit and i mean as much as it's really easy to just go like over the top with projects i think i'm i think my intention is to get them and the iron snakes to a place where i'm happy um so the iron snakes i've always been funny with them about like using non-gamers workshop pads because in case I ever wanted to use them in the tournament, but the games workshop don't do anything that remotely resembles um like hunting spears or the all the round shields that they used. So um I'm probably gonna 3D print some get some bits and upgrade the units, you know, to, to those models touch the models up a bit and finish that company out. They all need to go on 32 millimeter bases because I'm building these two companies now on 32 millimeter. It's, it's like, I've got these, do you remember the old Dark Angel veteran metals? Yeah, yeah. With the cloaks on. Yeah. So I had a bunch of those to use as Black Templar veterans before they released any Black Templar bits. They were the only cloaked space marines. They looked pants. And I was like, what am I going to use these for? Um, 32 millimeter bases, and they look boss. So this is ridiculous. This is just ridiculous. How can a base make so much difference? Um, so I, I can't have, I cannot any longer have my iron snakes on, on a 28 mil base, a 25 mil basis. Um, so they're, they're coming off getting rebased a bit of a spruce up but um it's amazing how how big a difference it makes like, i remember when yeah. the bases changed and it was it was a bit like what, what's going on what's going on and now there's like different all sorts of different size bases and it just it does it just makes such a difference it looks ace it's it's a it's a it's a world of difference it's um it's really amazing um, and I'll, I'll do some weathering on them, rebase them. I've got to choose a basing style. I'm thinking of trying to tie them in with a basing style with the other two companies, but maybe not. I haven't decided yet. Um, <clears throat> but then I've also got the Space Wolves to finish off, which, you know, I'd really like to get the, because I've got Ragnar's sort of Astartes or Pre Primaris, great company. I'd really like to get that finished. 
um, I'm, I'm going to take some time over Christmas to, to paint Ragnar, um, I think, to sit down and really put some love into him. But then as well, I've got the... I've been putting together a bunch of Aurochs for my Iron Jaws um, that I want to finish off because I, I have a really hard boy heavy army at the moment, and I and I can't because I've got a strop about brutes because they just they're just not as good <laughs> so I need, as I wanted them to be, but they're a little bit better now. So I've gone and got a whole bunch of them put together, um, so I, use, I can use them. And I love the models anyway. Really excited by the Christmas one with a little rat dude on it. I was going to um, say, you're going to get a couple of specials yeah. this year, aren't so you? I think you really, I'm going to... I guess, yeah, I've got that one. And I've got the... Um, uh, Warhammer Plus. The Warhammer Plus one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm quite excited about that. And and then maybe... Just, so I think those are going to be my main projects. So the finish off the Space Wolves... Always, the space was always running in the background anyway. I just sort of dipping in and out of them, get those two companies done in a real nice way. If I'm if I'm working, if I get the scheme right and I'm working at a moderate level, I could bang out a score or two a week doing that. And I know I can do that because I painted my iron snakes one score of ten a week when I was at medical school, um, which wasn't a quiet time in my life. <laughs> I use, and I only did it for like an hour a night, for example, you know, so I can, I can, um, you know, I can really work, if I can get the scheme right, using the tools that I have now, which I didn't have on my own snakes, I think I can. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It's really interesting to go back and visit past projects, like with newer learning, I suppose. Yeah. I do my own snakes totally different now, a bit of weathering, a bit of weathering powder around the bases. Um, using a, a couple of enamel washes just to sort of, um, you know, t- tie things down, tone, t- tone things a bit better. But um, I mean, if I, if I could do them again, I would I would get transfers for all the snakes on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really frustrates me because when I built them, you know, they 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 talked a lot about them. They were a codex chapter, and there was the there was the Space Marine the novel with them in but now they're like you know there's a lot of kind of extra background that's come out that says they're or oh, they're not they're not really codex at all so i'm like i've got this codex company this like you know six tactical squads two assault squads two devastator squads plus six rhinos and six drop pods um plus peripheral and um there's a big part of my brain that's like, what's well, not right anymore. Yeah, you know? but the, I mean, the great thing with 40k right now, especially with the Primaris and the Cicatrix Maledictment and the moving on of the background, is mm. more than ever, it's completely appropriate to have an army that represented a space marine force at a given point, like in yeah, the yeah. past. Yeah. And, yeah, and then and then do it again now and I was going to say, I don't know if you've read, I've not yet, but there's a couple, isn't there a couple of um, Sabbat Worlds books now about the Iron Snakes? Yeah, that's exactly where I was getting that, you know, where my, what my comment was coming from. You know, the, the Sabbat World stuff has really fleshed itself out. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting. I, I like um, what I want to do more of next year. Um, 
is what I did at the start of this year, which is knocking out character models. So sitting down and just doing, just focusing on a character model for a day or two. Because um, I tend to, I tend to shy away from character models because I, I worry that I'm not good enough to paint them and do them justice. Mm. You know, like a lot of the edition ones I have, and I just need to, I just need to put on my big boy pants and just do it. You know, and accept that maybe. You know, I don't need every model to be gold demon standard, and I'm not going to sit and paint, you know, every limited edition model I have to golden demon standard. I don't, I don't kind of, I don't think I, I think I get. When I say golden demon standard, as if I was putting it into a competition. That's what I mean mm. by that. I mean, I've been a golden demon finalist, but I've never won a trophy, so I don't to clarify that first. <laughs> um, but to, the, you know, that finalist model was was. 10 plus hours of no it was much longer than that it was kicking on for 20 30 hours um which is fine you know if that's what you want to do and you know kudos to all those people who do it i think sometimes Um, there's something really special though about those limited edition models popping up in an army yeah 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 absolutely um, but I'm, I'm, one of the things I wanted to do this year is to do those and, and pick one, pick one model a year. I'm going to be like that one. I'm going to spend hours on, you know, like for that space when I entered into Golden Demon, I literally spent an evening on a leg and another so like six hours on a leg and then six hours on the other leg. <laughs> yeah. um, so or maybe a bit less than that. But, you, you know, the, the point is the same. Um yeah, four hours because it was painting night. So it, we started at eight. So about four hours per limb and then the body. Um, so, you know, it'd be nice to sort of do one a year like that. But um, but it's, it's, it, I get done with my armies. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. What if I don't do a good enough job? Like Ragnar Blackmane, for God's sake, I have only ever painted one. What is wrong with me? Yeah, but that's the new no one different, two, you know, loads, like, of, loads of people are like that. I know, so I just need to... So. But yeah, no, that's my, that's kind of my plan, is to um, is to just keep going through my backlog. I'm really just, I'm just fed up of having it. Mm. Um, and trying not to get distracted with too much of the new stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is impossible. Yeah. Absolutely impossible. Which we'll get on to in a minute. <laughs> So um, with that in mind, shall we pop into the Galaxy of War and talk about, you know, what, what we've, what's come along that we've really liked and, and what's coming? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that, yeah. What's on? Welcome, listeners, to the grim darkness of the far future, which is flipping epic because we have recently been treated to the trailer for Space Marine 2. Um, now, <laughs> I, uh, I, I bought an Xbox just to play the original, and I shall buy another one just to play <laughs> number two because that, oh, mate, oh, mate, it's so good. Um, I just, I, oh, I was sat on the sofa, I think, sat somewhere watching it and the kids and 
and Harry were there. And I was just like, oh, oh my goodness. It's when when they <laughs> oh, when the when the uh when they jump down out of the Thunderhawk and the ground cracks, and that's so right. And it's just oh and I love it because it's it's everything that Space Marines should be. I think the only yeah, thing yeah. that it wasn't was a drop pod, but I'll let it off because of the ground cracking. Um, yeah. And that was amazing. But, you know, there's the guard. Yeah, they're fighting yeah. back. The terrors of the, the Tyranid terrors are coming and the guard are like, oh, my goodness, we can't hold this sector. We're falling back. We're falling back. The fact that any of them are still alive shows that they're badass because those Tyranids are mental. And then, like, three Space Marines rock up. And, uh, yeah, it goes well. <laughs> It's just fantastic. Um, he tears his bloody head off. <laughs> I know, I know. It's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely. So, yeah, I do like that they've made him into a Primaris lieutenant. Yeah, Primaris with lieutenant. four gold service studs. So that's four hundred years, man. Yeah, he's been around four hundred years. Yeah, mental. And uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I I think um, I think this year's digital offerings um, probably define most of my forty k really. So I mean, there's been some great stuff. Yeah, I'm to be honest, I like and I I did I did very much enjoy Angels of Death. Um, I really did, and there were some great moments. The chaplain coming through the wall probably stands out quite a lot for me. Yeah, um, I think that's brilliant. Um, I I would like to see some digital and I, and I think we are going to shortly but some digital offerings in the same vein as uh the trailers that we've seen for some of the the uh games so like um Lost yeah. Crusade and the video yeah. intro for that and then also the one we just had for space ring 2 you know the the digital quality of that is really amazing it's remarkable isn't it yeah yeah really good so i'm hoping that we'll, we'll see more of that but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's coming next for forty k. No, there's like well, there's loads of rumors, isn't there? I mean, there's the rumor is that the next thing's going to be Elder sometime in early. Yeah, 20, I'd heard that twenty twenty two today, and I quite like to see that. Um, I think everyone would like to see that. Um, I've heard there's going to be new new guard box sets and unless the elephant in the room is is the 30k looks like it's getting a complete overhaul so um that's going to be cool yeah. rumor is a plastic spartan for that and if they're doing a plastic spartan then the gloves are off really and yeah yeah <laughs> if they do a plastic spartan um and a plastic uh is it a damocles variant rhino oh yeah well yeah I think I think the lid will be the lid will come off of 30k then because I'm, I've got a few 30k models like um, the two box sets, namely. Um, got I started to c- construct one of them using the instructions in the box about how to create the squad, which is a tactical loadout for 40k. So I didn't think anything got different of it, only to find out that that's not a valid option for 40, for 30k. So I threw my toys out of the pram a little bit and then didn't build any more um because <laughs> why, why put instructions in there to build them incorrectly down i mean that that stuff really gets on my 
cheese. And and um and I've been looking at it recently because of you know a couple couple of people have been talking about it. And I was getting really excited about it again. And then I then you, you see the price of the tanks, and it's the price of the tanks that it's just the price of it that just puts you straight off. You're like, why 50 quid a rhino? Come f- <laughs> um no basically so if they, if they do those in plastic oh it'd be brilliant wouldn't it like really really it is genuinely funny though. Brilliant. i mean it, it does you know it obviously it all depends what you're excited about and where you are in life and stuff because you know i look at 30k now and i'm like oh my gosh i can't you know i can't really afford it. but back when i was like a few years ago four years ago five years ago when it was you know when it, my hobby was 30k I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. I can accept that. I accept that a rhino costs 50 quid. <laughs> Ridiculous. And they did look amazing. Oh, they do. But, you know, don't get me wrong. They do look amazing. And like a lot of the tanks do. But I, I'm, I'd be really pleased if they if they take 30k down a plastic route. Yeah. Like the two new characters for Black Library, they're both plastic. That's really encouraging for me. Like, really, Does it say really they're plastic? Yeah, they're plastic kits. Which is going to be brilliant. Oh. Because I mean, we, we get, I know people love their Forge World resin, but I've just put together the Fire Raptor and I will not be doing that again. Nope. Not, not willingly or quickly will I be spending that much money on something that I have to spend that much time just getting the goddamn pieces to fit. Um, and you know what? There will be people who will listen to this and go, oh, yeah, but Ben, hot water, and oh, yeah, but Ben. Uh, I've did all that. I'm I'm very experienced with resin, and it makes no difference to my enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I'm sorry. Um, and well, I've, I, I do. You know, I, you know I, I know. Like, not not here to set the world to rights, but I think realistically, when you sell a product that is so challenging mm. that somebody an experienced hobbyist who would normally think about probably having a squadron of them mm-hmm. will not because of the challenge of building it. And, and others like I will not buy one. I love the model, but I do not want to build it. No. I just don't want to build it. I've heard so many horror stories well, not horror stories, but just challenges. And that's it. You know, yes, fair enough. You can say all you like about resin being a, an advanced material and for the experienced modeler and all but that that <laughs> if you if your sales of your product are are limited because of its um but you know the challenges of building it then you have to ask yourself is you know you need to do something different don't you really i think anyway oh yeah i i, I yeah i mean it's beautiful now it's done. I'm chuffed to bits with it, but it, it took me best part of twelve hours to assemble um, before I was happy with it. Um, I could have left bits, you know. I could have not focused on things, but that's not me. So um, every got every gap got filled, <laughs> and every bit got polished flat as best as possible. Um, so yeah, I mean, for, that's some forty k for me. Is it's been. Um, I don't think this year has been much of a 40k year for me. I think it's, it's been mainly an age sigma year, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but the books have kept me in, and the series has kept me in. And I've just oh, bought... I've just become obsessed with Lost Crusade. 
Yeah. Although I have I have eased off recently. I said Lost Crusade. It's reminded me of the Black Templar release. That was bloody good. Yeah, they got like, a lot really more than we were good. expecting. Yeah, and nice. came out of nowhere. Like, really. I mean, I know a couple of people were spreading rumours about it, but I didn't expect... I thought it was going to be a couple of things. You know, like, an upgrade spree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. not not like a basically a whole range. They've got everything, everything, apart from door panels. But you can get those from other places. Oh, really, really nice. And the Hellbreak model was superb, just superb, so superb. Although, like I will say, the limited edition Codex. <laughs> For that is just is astonishing. Like twice the price, if not, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it for a bit of gold trim. That's a no for me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the, the limited edition books. I mean, I you know I can only imagine it must be must be based on sales data, obviously, but mm. they've just become a bit mad. Yeah, well, there's a kind of two levels. Like you used to get like (laughs) tokens and trinkets and paraphernalia of the army, Um, and you do, you know, some of the Black Library limited editions are absolutely beautiful, and in that vein, but yeah, you don't get any of that now from the codexes. You just get a bit of gold edging, and you pay twenty five quid more for it. It's crazy. Like what the hell? It's crazy, honestly. I mean, there's there's obviously people out there buying them, but I just, I just don't get it. I don't, and I'm a book guy, Dan. You know, I'm I think a, the only I'm a book yeah, guy. I know what I what I would like. I know they do like the full color art covers, don't they? But I think I'd be comfortable mm. if it was that. But it was like leather bound, bound. Yeah, that'd be nice. My best, my favorite Games Workshop limited edition thing that I've got. You bought me, and it was the I think it was the eighth or the ninth edition for well, Warhammer Fantasy Battle Rulebook. And it's leather bound, and the pages are done on this wonderful paper that looks like genuinely like it's just dropped out of the old world. Of course, because I'm sensible and I think about things in a sensible way, I feel like I need a lectern to put it on. Yep. I, every time I go, you know, every now and then I go to church with Harriet, and they've got this lectern. They don't use it, it's at the back of the church. And it's got, um, it's like an eagle spreading its wings. Mm. And I just, I just want to nick it, which obviously would be completely inappropriate. <laughs> yes, <But> Dan. <laughs> it, it, it would look absolutely banging in a hobby room with 40k rulebook on it. It would. And lo, the emperor did say, you moveth the number of inches of your <laughs> movement value. <laughs> Yeah. Talking about about 40k and faith um, together in a sentence, one of the things I've really liked about the Dawn of Fire Crusade is the exploration of whether the Emperor is a god or not. Mm. Um, The second book is on a a, uh, ecclesiarchal world where so many people have been buried that it's like shrines built upon shrines, built upon shrines, built upon shrines, until like almost like the they call it like bone rock or something it's like it's just compressed bone um and uh and the custodies go there 
and the people are quite religious. The Sisters of Battle are there, and um, there's quite a, a lot of interesting conversations with um, between the custodians. Like they're like, why, why, why do you let them treat you like that? For example, they're talking amongst each other, and you know, you, we know the Emperor's not a god. We've met him, you know? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but it's really useful. Um, but then, like you, you know, you've got these guys being really analytical about it. But then, the demons in the book, the Sisters of Battle, are like kicking the crap out of them because they're like the faith is killing them quite literally killing them um you know i suppose they're not really demons they're kind of like resurrected spirits but people who aren't like whose faith is weak just can't kill them whereas the sisters of battle are like decking them with their bare hands yeah and i um, like that though because obviously you know chaos the, they refer to the emperor as the anath- anathema. Or yeah, they do. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so faithful now that you know any kind of his spirit, whether it be divine or psychic, is like mm-hmm. the antithesis of chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good, isn't in it? The... In Mass of Mankind, when they're like the sun rose, and it's yeah. like the emperor just <laughs> burning away all the chaos. Love it. Do, do you remember that bit in the original um, Dark Imperium book um, by Gilliman's? It's set like a hundred years after the Indomitus Crusade started, so like a hundred years after the Dawn of Fire books. And um, he's, he's reflecting on the fact that this preacher who kind of hangs around him, you know, the way he treats him like a god aggravates him, or the son of a god aggravates him. And he, he does this, the ultimate thing of, you know, theoretical, the emperor is a god, um, practical. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and then he's like, I really wish I could, like, one of my brothers were here so I could talk it through with them. He is just a human, but for all intents and purposes, if someone prays for the emperor's help, and they're resurrected from death. See um, Hammer and Bolter, the uh, 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 Sisters of Battle episode, and then decks the living snort out of a basic horde of corn because the Emperor's resurrected them and given them that power. <laughs> but then, yeah, but uh, you know, and it's it's all about it, it's perspective as well, isn't it? So yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to say that I am merrily watching my way through Marvel movies mm-hmm. and absolutely loving Thor yeah, and yeah. all the kind of backstory and lore that comes with Thor and how, you know, the Asgardians are like gods, but they're not gods. And actually, it, 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 he even says it to Loki, you know, in, in the, at the beginning of this the film I'm watching at the moment, it's like, well, we're not gods. Um, but they're so awesome that they appear like gods to others, and that's yeah. that's the whole thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. What is godhood but more power than other people? You know, it's yeah. Gosh, yeah. I love those films, dude. They're like basically. <clears throat> I, did, the, the, I, did the, tell I you. know, I know, you did. <laughs> but like the whole thing with Thor, I was watching it tonight, and I was like, this is just like taking all the 
well, it's like 40k and they're mixing in a whole load of the best stuff from Age of Sigma because they're like rocking around like with massive great hammers and they're like a D&D party rocking up in the 40k universe because they've like there's loads of guns and stuff. But then there's like all sorts of crazy magic. Yeah. And that dude that holds the gate. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Heimdall. Yeah. Yeah. He's just the best. He's he's great in the he's great in Norse mythology. It's like the same to you the other day. He's the one who survives the Ragnarok. You know, he's um he's really good, like really, really profoundly good. Um like you can see a blade of grass moving on the horizon. And I think Marvel did a really good job of sort of modernizing that myth, if you know what I mean. Mm. So yeah. Shall we move into the more realms? Because I, I was, I was just about to say that actually. Yeah, I'm going to roll down a whole host of Marvel excitement. Otherwise, and uh... <laughs> throw down to the mortal realm. Hi, guys, and welcome to the mortal realms. Or our bimbling rant that is in no way focused and just goes all over the place about the mortal realms and our experiences over the last year. Um, For me, Dan, this year has been Age of Sigma, really. I mean, I started off like, I'm going to finish my Space Wolf army. I'm going to finish all my Space Wolf models. Dan's really inspired me by painting all his corn ones. And then he went and dropped AOS 3. Yep. And all my days. Yep. It's amazing. All my days. Yeah. Dominion is just such a superb box. It's just, I think they've got so much right. Like, I know there was, and the orcs really divide the, the, um, oh, I forgot the name of them now, the new orcs, oryx. Cruel um, boys. Cruel boys, that's it. They divided opinion, and a lot of people were like, oh, they don't look like, they don't look like Warhammer elves. They do actually. You know, if you get some of the original Warhammer elves, sorry, orcs. If you get some of the original Warhammer orcs, they look a lot like them. You know, they're, oh, they're man. not. Man, I don't. I. I. Yeah, people but, are idiots. Like, but, sorry, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry, but they just took all the best stuff of the Warhammer orc trope and all the like Lord of the Rings trope, and they just bundled it all together. And they just made something unique and yet still Auric. Um, and I, I just yeah. I just think they're great and they've got so much character and oh they're just superb. And they are such a wonderful mirror image of the Iron Jaws. Yes. I got so into the cruel boys that that's kind of what inspired me to buy more iron jaws. And I'm putting together a brute and then I'm putting together a cruel boy, and I'm like, they're just like just so cool they're like one is the you know brutal but cunning and the other one's the cunning but brutal and it's oh. yeah oh they're ace and they got lots of like both the the cruel boys and the new stormcast got lots of follow-up miniatures um which yeah, is really good to did. see and the new stormcast are just just awesome and yeah and i love the idea in the background as well that like they essentially got Grungy got out and, and forged some better dudes to overcome chaos and they've moved it along and 
yes. Yeah, awesome, really cool. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really good. And then, like, Kragnos, so we've got a whole new god rocked up. I think that series of books, for me, sums up what the best difference, the, the biggest and best difference between Age of Sigmar and 40k now. I love both of them, deeply love both of them. Um, and I love all, the old world, I do. They're, they're all... They're all awesome, but sometimes I think things could be hand. You can see the difference between the two teams, and I think consistently for me now, the Age of Sigma team has dealt with some things just better. And I, there's two things that I think I'd like to highlight. So the, the first one is the the General's Handbook, the new one, hardbound, ringbound, hardback, ringbound. Just it's just a fantastic product, you know. If you, I just think it's brilliant when you compare that to the the thing they released for forty k, which is practically the same price. It's a joke. It's it's almost like a, a punchline in there somewhere. Um, and the second thing is the run up to the two releases. So in forty k, that psychic awakening thing just went on for bloody ages. There was, I mean. Practice Cyclopedia Britannica of books by the time it was finished, and nothing much happened. Yeah. You know, whereas Age of Sigma had four books, and we, they got a new destruction god. They got the 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 spelling of the um, the sort of remnants of the Necroquake, um, and Teclas sort of rising to dominance and um, kicking uh, Nagash in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Or hammering to, to powder. Um, and literally, um, Eltharian kicking an Autark off the edge of a rail, which is just absurdly cool. Um, then you had... Mortark. Um, Mortark, yeah. Um, <laughs> then you had... Um, then you had Bellacor yeah, rising. Yeah. And, um, and um, Marathi turning her back on Sigma. Um, becoming a god in, in all, you know, go back to previous conversations for all intents and purposes, basically becoming a god. Those are major story points. You know, for every one of those books, and every one of those books got like a, a huge amount of models, not like like a new, like a big model, Kragnos, um, Lord Croak, Bellacore model. You know, because <laughs> there's just different hand bellicor model i mean you know uh, and this is what they do so well is reimagining so bellicor yeah. and croak actually just mm. fantastic reimaginings of of old world characters and it's so exciting that you know to see those guys from the old world reimagined yeah. in a way you could never possibly have imagined yeah you, know, you imagine uh, you know, <laughs> You look at the old Bellicor model, and the old Bellicor model was really cool. Mm. Like, I really liked it. And, you know, you, that was like the pinnacle of your demon collection if you got him. And like, even if you look at, like, the old Bloodthirster compared to the new one, you know, yeah. we, we, you, you couldn't... Yeah, you just you could just have so much awesome in in Warhammer Ages. I also think it's a really good reflection of 
how much clarity Age of Sigma has from having those four factions, death, order, chaos, and destruction. You get four books focusing a bit on each. And people can be like, you don't get that kind of aggro for all my army didn't get anything, which I know is what the psychic awakening is trying to do. It's trying to give everybody, everybody something. You know, I, the best product over the last couple of years, story-wise for me, was the Vigilus books. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Apart from they tried to shoehorn every faction into them. Um, absolutely brilliant. I've kind of gone off of the uh, the campaign books. Like, oh, I don't play enough, rest, you know. to be honest. Like, no, you know, I think, I, yeah, I. This is the thing. You, it depends where you are with each of them, doesn't it? I always find that. I, you know, whichever one it, I'm it most does. excited about, I I love everything about it. I think, you know, if you were playing 40k a lot, um, you know, if you were playing, even if you're playing once a week or twice a week which back in the day I, I have done, then actually having those campaign books to mix up your hobby and mix up your approach would be great. Um, but, you, you know, not there at the moment. Um, yeah, that's just it. true now. Uh, I think the other thing, obviously, that's, that's really exciting, um, and it's I know this segment's called The Mortal Realms, but I can't help but discuss that, uh, obviously, the old world, we're seeing more and more snippets of the old world. Um, yeah, and we've seen, you know, uh, Warhammer Total War three, I think it is, with yeah. the Nippon or the Cafe yeah. Army, yeah. yeah, which just looks superb and um, real, real difficult thing for them to do as well. That that was, I think, that was brave, um, yeah. for obvious reasons. And we've discussed why I think they moved from one of the reasons why I think they moved from Warhammer to Age of Sigma was to escape being trapped into cultural stereotypes which was fine in the 80s when it first created but not so easy to do um if you know what i mean without getting too political nowadays but um but what they've done with that army like like the terracotta warriors reimagined as like like war golems that animate to defend the realm of chaos is just just superb yeah, like, and it was game. You know, people people look at that and go, "Oh, Total War's done a great job." They did it with Games Workshop. There was, a, you know, it was a joint design team, and because of that, I think, oh, can yep. you imagine having an army? And then you see the Kislevites, Gollum, so Jade Gollums. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's going to be great. But it's going to be great. So I'm, I've, I've just finished listening to the second audio drama for for um. Uh, Go Trek and Phoenix, or Go Trek, and um, I think I really do believe that actually somebody moving from the old world into the new world that would be the book, the thing that I gave them. Here it is, you know, this is the this is Age of Sigma because Go Trek embodies that kind of what the hell, yeah, <laughs> like, it's just brilliant. What is but he comes on? up with some. Some great lines, like um, uh, there's a bit where he's he's decking some bloody great monster, and he's like, "Oh, I've got to hand it to you." In, in the mortal realms, they make their beasties big. Yes, <laughs> yeah, or something along those lines. I just think it's great. I think it's brilliant. 
And there's a bit, right, you know, I won't give anything away, but there's a bit at the end of the second one where he kind of accepts that he's in the mortal realms now. And he's just going to, he's just going to be awesome there. Are you still there? Yes. Sorry, mate. Um, I was just thinking wistfully about the release of Warhammer, the old world and mm. how excited I am that I can enjoy the old world and the mortal realms with much yeah. excitement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something for everyone then, isn't it? Absolutely. Right. Let's pop into the community um, because we only wanted a whistle stop tour today. We, we are going to come back strong. Uh, well, Along, depending on what 2022 deals us, of course, but we are hoping to come back strong. But whistle stop tour today, so um, off to the community. Hail, glorious community! I'll still keep that going. So, guys, um, oh, you're so much more energetic with your intros than me. Yeah, well, I just have a sip of coffee and then I hear it. So, <laughs> so um, you know, obviously, opening up with a massive thank you to those of you that, that are still listening. Um, it, it's uh, It's been a bit of a break, but thank you very much. Um, we've had some great chances to talk to various people around the community this year, um, which has been really nice. Uh, it'll be lovely as the world, hopefully, depending on what goes on, reopens to meet up with more people. Um, certainly, as the kids get older and a little more independent, it'd be nice to get out a bit more um, yeah. and yeah. and see people and chat to people. Um, what I wanted to do, though, uh, Ben, forgive me, is start off with a shout out for something that's really important to me um in the community section and i'm sorry ben because i I wanted to pick this up with you before but i haven't yet and and it's just a a shout out really uh to a charity raffle that dan wasley is doing um over on nine inch charge now if you've not listened into nine inch charge um dan is very very passionate about all things warhammer uh in, in regards to the mortal realms and warhammer the old world and really knowledgeable um, he's really quick to create content and get it up quickly. Um, on do you remember those days when we, we yeah, when yeah, we, absolutely, yeah. So, um, it's all YouTube content as well. So, videos really interesting, some of them are really quick and easy. So, please, please do go check out Nine Inch Charge. Um, he's on Instagram and Twitter as well, but mainly on YouTube, Nine Inch Charge to see his content. Uh, but more so, he's doing a raffle um, for a school, the New Sibling School, which is quite local to me up here, um, which is a special school for disadvantaged children um, or disabled disabled children. And they're trying to raise some money for this, for eye gaze technology, which is a pretty awesome thing, um, to be honest, the eye gaze technology. I was looking it up to see, check that I knew what it was, whereby, you know, it uses... It uses technology so that children who are paralyzed or locked in um, can use their eyes to to speak, really, because it can pick up them looking at certain words, as an example, um, or phrases, and they can then form sentences. And it gives them the chance to communicate with the outside world. Um, and, you know, that's pretty epic. 
so anyway he's he's doing he's doing a a raffle um there's loads of prizes so there's a start collecting box in there there's various miniatures in there there's rules for skirmish games in there um there's a chance to join him on a live stream as well um he'll ship prizes all over the world tickets start at a fiver winners are going to be announced on christmas day um i will put the link in the socials uh it's on crowdfunder um it's uh it's crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash nine inch charge um you know obviously christmas is always tough don't please don't please don't give if it's going to disadvantage you in any way financially because you know absolutely don't want that but if you are able to give anything get involved in that i'd be really really grateful um there's so many great causes you know we were really lucky to be involved um with 40 hours of 40k really lucky and and looking to be involved again um yeah you know there's loads of great causes out there uh, and, and i'm sure many people give already but this is one please do check it out um check out dan's channel and support him because he's an absolute legend and he deserves all of the all of the kind of follows and uh, uh momentum that his channel's getting but but also check out that raffle as well so i wanted to chuck that in ben right right at the beginning because it's important yeah, yeah. um it's important and then We've, and then uh, Sorry, spend some time on his channel as well. If you, <laughs> if you want to yeah, hear our thoughts um, on a few things, I think we're hoping to do. If I, I just need to make sure I'm available. But we're going to get myself, Tom the Tank, um, Dan, and one of our school friends, Jeremy, together, and just do a sort of a reminisce about playing Warhammer Fantasy Battles. That's coming up soon. So, um, and just talk. And we had some funny some funny old times and battles and you know some of those stories are back from when like you're 11 or 12 and playing games and i wasn't i was a bit of a competitive knob if i'm honest <laughs> i just sat my dwarves in the corner on a hill and just blow people away and think that was great fun um yeah not particularly engaging for your opponent but there we are um so yeah that'll be a bit of fun to talk through um yeah and then you know moving on from that and just reflecting on the year 40 hours of 40k absolutely fantastic what was it was it about twelve thousand pounds in the end i think so I've got, that was a wonderful opportunity for us i really i really i felt i felt so disconnected from the community through covid um I'm not like loads of people have, I'm sure. Um, you know, and, and to to be in touch with people like you know, like the guys who are on Forty K, Forty Hours of Forty K, it's just wonderful. They're, they're such a great bunch of people. Um, and and now that like the form of painters has increased even more. I mean, it's it's the momentum is is huge, really, and. You know, listening to them talk and the passion that's—it's nice to see just this all a heartwarming, friendly little corner of the world. So uh, it's great. Looking forward to doing it for a long time to come. Now, yeah, um, you kind of feel the, like um, the enlightened, aren't you? This year, yeah, we've decided. <laughs> we've decided that's what they're called, aren't we? Have yeah, we? that's what we've decided. Zangor, I'm going to stick with. What did you call them? Beast no, dudes uh, on squish demon discs or no, something. 
chicken men on squish demon thingies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. got the detail. And I'm uh, I'm going to paint a piece of forty k. I'm going to paint a piece of forty k terrain. I was actually thinking of doing a piece of necromunda terrain or something, but something for the raffle anyway. Um, you know, I yeah. I really enjoyed doing a table's worth of Aegis of terrain, and it, it was absolutely. Uh, for a great cause but I think also it's really important to recognize to you know look after your own mental health as well and it was a big it was a big task um, it took a lot out of me at a difficult time and um, and so this year you know I, I absolutely want to get involved but I want to be a bit more sensible about it because uh, what a ridiculous situation to get yourself in where you're you're struggling mentally to do something to support a mental health charity so uh, i'm i'm looking forward to yeah, painting something yeah. a little bit more realistic for me um there's some lovely terrain kits out there so i'm sure i'll find something fun to do um be really good it's been um it's been an interesting thing this year with like because um we're doing 40 hours of 40k and t- you know, t- talking about talking about mental health and men's mental health and suicide and suicide prevention rather um the second half of this year has been so so crap for me (laughs) that i fell in a complete heap um effectively which is one of the reasons why this podcast hasn't been done since september but you know this last couple of months has just been really really challenging so it just struck home to me after having done 40 hours of 40k that you know i've been doing hobby i have but I needed it to be kind of mine, you know, um, and not having to worry about photographing everything and putting it on Instagram. And I, I yeah, it's just it's just struck home to me again how easy it is to just end up in a really challenging place because you haven't you either haven't got control of some of the things that make your life crap, or um, you've lost control of balancing those plates. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, if yeah, I I, I was talking. I'm only chuckling. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I'm only chuckling because the plates thing. I, I was talking to somebody about the plates thing recently, and I was like, I, I don't feel like I'm juggling plates. I I feel like there's just so many plates, and you can't juggle them all. In it, and you're just trying to decide which ones are just going to hit the floor, <laughs> which ones you can keep going. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and that's that's a really not, important not... balance. Like is, sometimes you is. feel like just knocking all the flipping plates off and going and buying a teapot. <laughs> just, it's odd, just walking out, grenade over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. See you later. That's enough plates. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like because uh, everything, everything, <laughs> everything's always got to have a friends reference. But it's uh, it's when Chandler breaks all the plates and uh, <laughs> yeah. you just feel yeah. like having one of them. Moments. Yeah, yeah. The, the... The plates you don't want to break is your wedding plates. Yeah, don't break those. <laughs> we, we don't have any of those, thankfully. So, yeah. We've spoken about it before, and I think you mentioning about this, the terrain is is really important. And for me, the idea of constructing all those models in the, my backlog was part of this kind of thinking that I use I use my hobby as a way of de-stressing. So by meeting and hanging out with people that I love, of quietly sitting and almost meditating while I paint, um, which is why I don't like really competitive games because I don't I don't get anything from that that de-stresses me. 
if you know what I mean. It just stresses me. So um, I've had a lot of thinking about actually when we become something which is causing you stress, change the way you operate, change what you do, you know, change the way you approach projects, change, you know, your thinking, whatever it is, you know, do something because for, for me, the thing that really started to these last few months that was that my hobby wasn't working to chill me out anymore. Yeah. Um, which is why I've made a couple of changes in the way I'm thinking about things. You know, I, I haven't bought a great deal at all over the last couple of months, mainly like um, been polishing off the Mortal Realm stuff. I'm so glad I didn't go in for the new 40k one. As much as I'd love to have all those models, like that massive backlog of crap from the Water Realms magazine was stressing me out, Dan. Like, yeah. just, I was like, why am I spending 30 quid a month on this when it gets thrown into the box? What am I doing? What, what, what's the point in it? Um, which is why I kind of went down that road to try and clear that kind of fuzzy background noise which you did so well with like a couple of years ago and I know you regret chucking some stuff away but you know at the same time I think you learned some lessons from that and the next time you do it you will be more selective about what you do get rid of what you do you know yeah um, and I think also like to clear the you you get one of the things I am a bit more selective about what I buy and also mm. one of the things I've done this year because I regretted selling Indomitus that was the one that's the one and there's two yeah. things I really regretted that and and the bad ad books but what what I've done is I've got some Primaris I've got the um interdiction force um and I've managed to get a copy, a really good price of Indomitus. And I'm not diving into them. They're on the shelf. Because one day I want to do a Space Bree Army. But it is not this day. <laughs> it will be a day. And those things will go on the shelf. And that's absolutely fine. And I will get to them when I get to them. And I don't feel the urge to sell them. Because it's not, it, for me, I'm not looking at it. It's not. It doesn't feel like a weight on my shoulders. That I've got this Space Marine Army to do. It's actually like, oh, isn't it exciting? I'm building up these kits so that when the time is right and the excitement catches me, I will do mm. that Space Marine Army. You know, I don't need to do it right now. Um, no. Whereas, like, with my corn, I'm really trying to be careful about what I buy because I've got... I've got a unit of mighty skull crushers to paint for them and that's it. There's no other corn stuff. And I'm really trying to hold on to this idea that I've only got one unit that's unpainted for the corn and I won't buy another one until that one's painted because I don't want that army to get into that place again. Um, no. no. So, so yeah, I think that's important, but yeah, I, I think it is good to have a refresh. I mean, I know we joke, that I constantly seem to tidy my hobby room. But I need it. I need it for my brain. You can come and tidy my hobby room. <laughs> I do it at work, though. I do it at work. I rock up to a new new office, the office I've just rocked up to, and I've just been tidying. And people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it needs to be tidy. can't operate like this. It's just, it's just bedlam. Mm. I mean, to be fair, when there's like a corridor of crap in order to get to your office... 
and the chair is literally falling apart underneath you, you have to ask what on earth is going on. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's yeah. not not professional. But anyway, I went off on one there a bit. Sorry. We're talking about chairs. I broke the bloody chair at work trying to get out of it the other day. Like an hurry, pushed the ripped the bloody arm off of it. Oh dear. That's a, a sign that probably ought to go back on some form of diet. <laughs> <laughs> you tear, tear the arm off of a bloody office chair. <laughs> There's only so yeah. many battles you can fight at, at any one time, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe a bit of an emotional community one, but I mean, my take home is like, it's nice. It, I feel very privileged to have been part of um, the things that we've been part of this year. And like, you know, some people just continually cease, don't, they continually amaze me. Like the chaps from Curtain Games are just so wonderfully supportive, for example. That um, you know, when we went to them about the forty hours of forty k, they they were just epic about it. There's no there's no hesitation. They were like, oh yeah, brilliant, we'll help with that. Just wonderful, and you know, they represent for me so many people up and down the country, across the world. The same, you know, they're so willing to help other people. Um, just have to you know open your eyes and see that they're there, really. Um, yeah. Okay, that's a bit of a emotional end to the segment. But should we move on to the Into the Wilds? I think we shall head into the Wildlands. It's me again. <laughs> it is Hi, guys, again. and welcome to the last segment. Um, into the wilds, where we're going to talk about all those little things that don't really fit anywhere else. Um, I was still going for a recap of the year kind of approach to things. I, I'm going to go straight out, Dan, and say my absolute highlight of this year for Into the Wilds, so the non-games workshop staff specifically, is, is two things. First, the alien role play mm. was just wicked and I've got like the new Colonial Marine book and I can't get enough of it. But this, the, the biggest one has been signing up to Loot Studios at the start of the year. Um, brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I don't regret that at all. Um, and when they, when they announced they were doing a sci-fi one, I immediately signed up to it because... I may have a backlog of STL files now that's bigger than anything in Games Workshop backlog. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I just don't care. I'm, I'm quite happy looking at them, you know, and just knowing that if I if I wanted a model for a role-playing thing, they're there, you know, and they wouldn't take long to print out. <clears throat> and um, the new sci-fi one has just been, been bloody brilliant. Um, using like the bar room stuff, the Necromunda scenery. Um, there's a like a vehicle that looks like the um 
one from the second aliens in aliens film where they go out to you know the family go out to have a look it's just wicked absolutely wicked and i'm really excited about where they head in i look forward to that every month a little highlight and now i've got the sci-fi one i get i can get excited at the start of the month for the fantasy and then in the middle of the month for the <laughs> for the sci-fi so i'm only two weeks apart from getting excited about something which is um which is good i think that's good yeah definitely happy with that so that's um, my highlight yeah yeah so what's mine i think it's probably a couple maybe three actually i'm gonna go for i i'm definitely gonna open up by carrying on from yours really about 3d printing so sort of back end of last year, really, <laughs> discovered sort of the joys of 3D printing with the printer. Um, but whilst it was really challenging, you know, printing all that stuff, I think what what it showed me was kind of some of the some of the limitations of 3D printing, which was good to learn, as well as, you know, some of the things you could do to overcome it. So for example um you know the reality is it is not as accessible as maybe i i started to feel it was you know it was actually quite challenging and quite time consuming to print that stuff out so whilst it's great to have all the stls um it's also important to be realistic so that was good to learn but but also then also learning about supports and what you could do with mesh mixer and being able to sort of mirror things and change things and it you know back end of excuse me back end of this year i've i've been printing some terrain for warmaster and and having to learn about angling the prints and how to support them properly so it's been really good to learn that element and i would definitely say the 3d printer is up there with my airbrush as hobby tools that i'm absolutely chuffed are in my staple now and i know how to use and the vortex mixer which, to be honest, if you do not own a Vortex mixer, do not buy mm. anything else until you've got a Vortex mixer, Vortex mixer for your paint, because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, I love it. So yeah, so so Vortex mixers on the list, um, 3D printers on the list, um, game shows. So I went to Reading Warfare a few weekends ago with Mister Wasley. Um, I am so glad I did. And I really, really hope that next year I'm able to get to a load more because it was really interesting just to see what was out there um, and see some things in the flesh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't actually pick up loads, which which is a change for me. But some things like, for example, so I came across Colorforge who are doing spray paints. And like you see lots yeah. of different spray paints, don't you? But to actually speak to the guys that make it and see loads and loads and loads and loads of their models that they'd sprayed with the colors and talk to them about their processes and all the rest of it was really really good um it was a real takeaway from that uh show for dan and i actually um it's just a shame i bought the white bone which is their equivalent to to uh wraith bone um because i'd run out of wraith bone and i thought i needed more but i actually needed the other color the ghoul ghoul color but that's fine i, I can sort that out um so that's that's um you know going to war game shows want to do more of that big takeaway and then lastly is um is marco 
Marco Fricassoni, I think, from um, Not Just Mecca. Yeah. Um, I discovered Marco and, you know, hello, guys, is how he starts everything. He's such a positive dude. And I love the way he paints. And I really would like to explore it more this year. Uh, I really like that kind of um, doing everything based off, uh, you know, the volumes on the miniature. He talks a lot about volumes, but lots of pre-shading, basically, um, and Zenith, and then using the contrast range and also like scale 75's equivalent, um, lots of oils and inks and really quick techniques to get some really nice looking stuff. Um, and I, and I love it. I love watching it. Um, so yeah, some really good stuff out there. Um, really good stuff. I can't get over the, the amount of STL files, dude. Like if I think, you know 3d printing at the moment it's still more like challenging but as it becomes more accessible the opportunity to do different things is massive i came across a, a gumroad gumroad guy that's basically done everything from halo so you could just print an army from halo if you wanted to um you know or just print the odd miniature to paint up yeah um yeah you know, it's just, yeah, I love it. I love the rescaling. That's I the found a couple of, um, I was just going to say, I found a couple of, um, couple of people doing STLs for, um, Battletech. Yeah. Um, like everything, like one of the biggest problems with Battletech is that, Actually, the range of mechs is um, it's huge. <laughs> it's big. Um, so it, there's not really a company out there that does them the model range for all of them. But like, there's people who've done STLs, um, and they do them in like multiple different scales. And there's there's one guy who like um, who, who's done it so you could print them out in twenty eight mil scale. Tell you what, Mad Cat twenty eight mil scale is banging. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes, please. I think um, what's so, really yeah. exciting for three D printing as well, when you you, you know, because you're talking about twenty eight mil scale and sort of Titan esque style stuff, mm. is the development of desktop printers that are, you know, accessibly priced, but big. Like yeah. I showed you the picture, didn't I? I know we talked about it. Oh, before. it's a Jupiter, isn't it? Jupiter. Oh my my goodness! The Mar Elegu Jupiter is just just it's massive. Yeah, it's it's just I I didn't realize just how big it was. Um, yeah, you could swallow. I, I genuinely hole. don't know where I'd put it. Garage. Well, I don't have a garage. Yeah, I don't. No, I mean like you know, if some the only thing, the only way you could do it is actually have like an outdoor space or somewhere where you could you know you couldn't put it in the house. No, not if you're married. Nah. <laughs> That's, that would just not happen. You could not probably you solve come... the issue of being married by putting it in the house, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, being married is an issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. 
I quite like the idea of I think I think the small sort of listen to you bang on about it for the last twelve months. Um is that you have to pick the 3D printer that suits you, that suits your needs. You know, if you are the guy who is just printing off an arm, the leg, head, a couple of bits, the odd model, go for the one that does that. Go for the, like, the one that's that big, you know, says he gesturing on a podcast. But you know what I mean. If you are the guy who <clears throat> is Loot Studios, and once the whole of the studio is printed off, you're not going to, it's irrational to do it on a small one. You know, you need a bigger plate. So you can do it all at once. Or, you know, or multiple two or three printers. Goes. Yeah, or multiple printers. So you have to, you have to purchase what you're into, you know, to, to meet your intention. You do. Otherwise you're going to end up sort of like driving a Fiesta, trying to make it look like a Maserati. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And and also be careful because you know three D printing can become a hobby in itself. Like I yeah. could lose, I could have, I I have lost hours just playing around in mesh mixer because it's just fascinating. Like it's incredible that you can sit there and create and then just print it out. Yeah, you know, it's 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 almost reminiscent of transporter technology from star trek and that makes me very excited <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and and you know in exciting news chromaty forge who make have done some wonderful dwarves for warmaster have just created romans Imperial Romans and Germanic hordes, and are now doing Britons in ten mil that I can print on my three D printer. Yes, yeah. Well, that's that's you done for like the <laughs> yeah. Oh, think about that. Um, John from House Cast Games was very kindly giving me um, a box set for Mortal Gods. Oh yeah, because um, you can you, you can do that deal where you buy you can buy two for like a reduced price, like you and a mate get into it, which I think is quite cool. Um, the models in that are lovely. They're Greeks. It's all like Greeks, BC Greeks. So it's the sort of Spartans, Athenians, that kind of stuff. Um, so I went onto Footsaw Miniatures and. Created nearly two hundred pounds shopping list of individual metal models. You didn't buy them, did you? No, I put them on my Christmas list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and found the the shield transfers from Victrix and nearly wet myself with happiness because they're just just awesome. So yeah, that, that that might pop up next year as well. That'd be quite exciting. Especially as a wall band for it is only like ten models, which can't be bad. Yeah, I had thought I was going to go Spartan, but then I kind of, I kind of fallen in more with the Athenians actually, like aesthetically, to paint them. Yeah, I think, um, prefer um, this is Sparta. 
Yeah. Right. Anyway, we are just sort of sitting here until we think of something else cool to talk about now. Which we could all day. But, um, Indeed, I think could. we've kind of covered off our little reflection on the year. I hope it's been interesting. It's been um, it's been a while. Um, we're hoping to get back into the sort of habit of doing things a bit more. We're going to have to think about how to structure it so it doesn't become like job, part-time job, which it can be if you're doing producing content a lot, and some people do it all the time. But yeah. we're looking forward to 2022 to make a few changes. But um, I think for now, this will be our last one before the end of 2021. And then I can kiss goodbye to this sorry-ass year um, and move on with our heads held high. Mm, indeed. Cool. So thanks for listening. Um, you can find us on socials, although, as we've already covered, not massively active right now. But please, please, please do go and check out Nine Inch Charge um, with Dan Wozzy. And uh, and if you can, support his crowdfunding for the for the New Sydney School. Uh, that'd be fantastic, guys. You have an absolutely merry Christmas, if that's the way, if you are so inclined, and a cracking New Year. Bye.